Fierce Athlete Podcast. We are female athletes being raw and real about the joys and struggles of life, both on and off the field. We share how faith can both heal our wounds and reveal true beauty. Welcome everyone to season three of the Fierce Athlete Podcast, the You Are More Than series. I'm Sam Kelly, and I am joined by my former college rival, but now good friend, Brittany Bach. This season, we'll be diving into the things in life and sport that we often define ourselves by. We'll pull from our own experiences of the lies and insecurities that we believe about ourselves and what holds us back as athletes. We'll leave you with practicals and how to share this with those around you. Together, we're gonna learn the truth of who we are. Because you are more than your performance, your body, what the athlete culture says about you, others' opinions. You are amazing. You are a daughter of God. You are fierce. You are more than your mistakes and failures. Guys, let's just jump into this. How many times have you reflected back on, oh man, I made this mistake or I failed at this. I have had so many. I mean, I can't even count. But Same. one that I, I like, they're inevitable. Mm-hmm. But one that really has had a defining moment. And in the moment, I was kind of stuck on it. But as I continue to grow and go back into my life, um, you realize a lot. And so this was back in 2006. It was my, I was with the U20 national team. So I was in college at the time and we were over in Russia playing in the youth world cup. So we had, uh, it was the semifinal game. Okay. And at this time I'm playing with confidence, right? I'm like, okay, I have prepared. We have prepared. Uh, my coach is confident in me. He's, you know, decides to put me on the field and we come down to PKs in the semifinal game. And he's like, okay, you're going first, you're going second, you're going third, you're going fourth, you're going fifth. And he chose me. He goes, okay, you're going fifth. Be squared, you're going fifth. And I was like, all right. And for those of you who don't know the game of soccer, which I'm sure people do. Good call. Overtime, you go into overtime. And then if it's still tied, you go, you have a, a, what is it called? Penalty kick. (laughs) Penalty kick. No, no, no. But like a show, a showdown, a A, a shootout. A shootout. Thank you. Whoa. Sorry. I'm a little bit dehydrated, I think, today. Um, okay. You have a shootout. So you go back and forth, one and one, two and two, three and three, four. And you go through all five kickers. And at the end, or if you've already been determined to win, yeah. The winner. And like, that's literally it comes down to you play yeah. the whole game. And that's the frustrating thing about the sport of soccer. Yeah. You play the whole game, you put you have all these chances and after the overtime or the second overtime, it's different for every level, I think, but you go to penalty kicks. Yep. So you have five shooters. And so predetermined, these are your five after yep. five. If it's still tied, then it goes to the six shooter for each team. And it's like a one-off sudden death. Yeah. Sudden okay. Death. So sorry. Continue. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was the fifth shooter and which I is had, a big deal. I, yeah. So granted, it may not even come to me. Our team could score three and other team scores two and then, or one, and then it's over. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So anyways, 
I have this confidence. I've been playing with confidence and, but not this cockiness, like, Oh, I got it. I don't have to focus. So we've all been there high pressure situations, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So it's rainy. I remember leading up to this into the world cup. I had uh, battled through some injuries, but I played well this game. I step up, I put the ball down. Now it was raining out. And so the ground was slick and I'm like, okay, I just got to place this in. I don't got to try to like score this ridiculous shot. Like just do what I've been practicing, pick Mm -hmm. a place. And I shoot there. So I step up, take a deep breath, go to just place it in the corner and I hit the post. And so up until that point, they had scored their first four, we scored our first four. Their fifth shooter had missed. So I had this game one. Hmm. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of pressure. I had this game one and I hit the post. I, in that moment, I'm like, I, I don't know. I was feeling really numb. Um, but we still had, I was like, okay, I have confidence in our fifth, in our sixth shooter. Okay. So uh, China goes and they go and they score their their sixth. And I was like, okay, we got Lauren Cheney, like confident gold medal. I know Lauren Cheney crazy. Yeah. Now yeah. Lauren holiday, yeah. um, gold medalist world cup, you know, would go on be a gold medalist world cup champion. Um, she's our sixth shooter and she steps up. And if anyone knows a, a Baggio <laughs> just soars it over the net. And so we lost. Hmm. And we had an amazing team. I mean, we were, we were going to go on and win this. And um, so we lose, we lose in the semifinal game. I don't even remember now. We, we, do we lose in the third, fourth place game? I, I, I actually don't remember because I was so focused on that. <laughs> Anyways, long story short, come back to college, back at Notre Dame. And I remember I get there and I am just trying to shoot PKs after practice and I'm just trying to like force it. And I was angry and I was holding on to this and I was like, I got to work through this. And my, my teammate, Carrie do now Carrie Staley, you know, she'd stay there with me. But the thing is, is I got past it. Had I held, I held on to, I missed this PK. My career is over. I ruined it for everyone. I mean, it hurt. We lost. I felt like the whole weight of the the world, the tournament was all on me. I was like, I had this one. And Mm -hmm. so stepping back and looking at that, had I taken that and placed that in my identity and placed that in like, okay, this mistake, this defines me, this defines my career. Mm -hmm. I would have not gone on and had the career I had at Notre Dame and had not. I'm sure made plenty of other PKs. Yeah. I mean, and it took, I mean, that's a mind game in itself and that's a whole nother thing we Mm -hmm. can go through. Um, but what it did was, you know, it it can be a defining moment if you let it, but it also is like, no, I would go on and play professionally seven years. Lauren Cheney would go on and, you know, she missed her kick. She would go on and win world cup and Olympics and all this. So what Mm -hmm. I mean by all of this is, Yes, we have these moments of mistakes and failure. Something could be so simple, so small. Mine felt like this was the biggest moment of my career and I failed mm. and I made a mistake. And so it was a long way of going through all of this. But with that, this idea of failure and mistakes and how much weight we put on ourselves, but really realizing like, 
okay, it's a mistake. We move on. We don't need to hold on to these things and we shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a good, it's a good area for self-reflection. I mean, we can all, I'm sitting here thinking of the mistakes I made, like even daily in practice, I would, you know, you'd make a mistake and then you'd like look over and see who was looking or the coach, or, you know, I think about what, what do we often do when we make a mistake? we like put our shoulders down, right? Like we slug over, we like curse or we, you know, get pissed off. And it's like, why? If you really look at like, why do we do that? It's a really good gut check because if you're honest with yourself and I'm calling us out here, if you're honest with yourself, it's because you're embarrassed or you want everybody else to know that you know that you just made a mistake, right? Like, but it's like, well, they already knew because they're watching or if they didn't know, now they know, you know, but like, and what does that do to the morale of everybody else? You put your shoulders down, somebody else sees that and they're registering that in their minds as failure, you know, versus, I mean, how inspiring is it when somebody makes a mistake and then they, the next play, like, you know, win a ball back or go extra hard or run even faster, you know, whatever sport it is, um, that can be so inspiring. And so there's so much, I think, riding on how do we handle the mistakes that we make? How do we handle the failures that we have? Cause it's a natural part of sport. Yeah. I mean, and we can't, I love, I, Michael Jordan, the goat being from Chicago. <laughs> I mean, I, I grew up, he was my idol, but there's this quote, I actually pulled it up because I didn't want to mess it. And some of you have may heard this, Sam, I don't know if you have, but I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I have failed over and over and over in my life, and that is why I succeed. Mm-hmm. And just look at all the times that we have, you know, maybe we, we're not taking the game-winning shot or the game-winning, like, in the race. We It, it literally is just like, okay, I've made this small little mistake, but when we are put to the highest level, are we going to shy away from making mistakes? If we're not making mistakes, that means we're not growing. Mm. If we aren't getting out there and making mistakes, it means we're not actually pushing ourselves and, and pushing the level. Um, cause we're trying to play safe. Right. And so you look at Michael Jordan, who's like the goat, look at all the success that he's had, but it came with a lot of failures. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's interesting if people have listened to the podcast that we did on failure, you know, coach Allie Habetz, Alabama softball, you know, multiple time national champions. She says what distinguishes the good players from the great players. Cause if you go to Bama as a softball player, like you're, you're good, but what distinguishes them is how they handle failure because in softball you fail. What is it like 70% of the time and you're considered oh, successful, you're <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, we, we were kind of talking about this concept of failure and, and, you know, we, we kind of came to the conclusion and, and I com- continuously come back to this, you know, does failure really exist? Because I look at the times in my, in my life, in my sports career, um, when, you know, I failed or I didn't get that starting spot or, you know, didn't you know, miss that goal or whatever. Those became my drivers to work harder, to get better you know, um, to learn a new skill. So, I mean, if failure, if you look at failure, is just pointing out your opportunities for growth and 
I don't know if it's really failure because I, I, I look at my life and the moments I've grown the most ha- have come out of quote unquote failures. Oh, absolutely. You think about, I don't know, this is just popping in my head, Thomas Edison, how many times did he try to mm-hmm. make the light bulb? And he didn't see him as all oh, these are all the times I failed. It's like, no, there's, that's just one time closer to getting it right. And right. it's like, and that, and again, we can dive into that with mindset in a later episode, but this isn't, <laughs> we put the pressures of mistakes and failures and whether that's our pride or our ego, or we don't want to look like, oh, what are they going to think of me? Who cares? Right. I mean, we see, you know, back to another session of like, oh, the highlight reels and I'm, I've got to be perfect all the time. No, no one is. And the mis- we have to know that mistakes don't define us. They refine us. Mm. So that is what I had heard that in a session. And I'm like, yeah, this doesn't define me. This isn't my identity. My mistake mm-hmm. doesn't define who I am as a person. I made a mistake. And so they refine us. They help us. This is where we learn and we grow and we get better and mm-hmm. we have to fail and we have to try. And it's, it's easier to say, oh yeah, it's easier to say um, than do at times. But if we get in those habits, you know, what's the next step? What can I do? Mm-hmm. How can I encourage myself? Yeah. In a- yeah. And how can I grow from this? Um, and I think it, you know, we always have a counter statement to our initial statement and that would be, you know, you are more than your mistakes and failures. You are in, you are perfectly imperfect. And it's true. What does it mean to be a human being? We're not perfect, right? We have the fall and we have sin and we'll get into that in a second. But I think there, there comes a place of, in all this of self-acceptance, you know, like, and, and humility, like as an athlete, I am not going to be perfect as a human being. I am not going to be perfect. I'm going to strive. I'm going to strive to be the best I can be. And I'm going to strive to work harder, but I think that's what also distinguishes some of the great players is the humility to accept that they're not perfect. Um, But, and that, you know, whatever a coach says, like they're coachable as well, you know, like you, you don't scoff at what somebody, how somebody critiques you, you take it and you grow. Um, And there is that level of, of self-acceptance in that as well. So to all our listeners, sorry, but you're imperfect and it's okay. We are too. <laughs> Perfect is an illusion. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, yeah. we were talking about this before, Britt, you know, like how does that then relate to the broader, I mean, broader life, um, this, this lesson we almost learn in sport about failure. Well, I mean, I, I think I battle with this, um, this, this choice every day too, you know, we can choose, oh, I I made a mistake and we can really fester on that. Um, or we can be like, no, okay, I'm broken and I, and I have sin and I make mistakes, but like, that doesn't define me. You know, we've all made mistakes off the field outside of our athletic realm, um, with family members, we've hurt people. We've, uh, made mistakes at our job, at our, um, I mean, in anything. And so if we hold on to that and if we focus on all the mistakes that builds, that builds this, this shame 
And it builds this like, oh, I'm not good. And so we start to, if we start to attach our identity onto our mistakes and all the bad that we've done, we forget like, no, but we are imperfect and we will never be perfect. We are broken and, and, but we have a redeemer. Mm-hmm. And so I think like in our life outside of sport or in our spiritual life to recognize like we are going to make mistakes and we're going to continue to make them. We just can't focus on that because then we're not growing and moving forward. And there's humility in that to be like, to die to that pride in the mistake yeah, and, and to move forward. Yeah. And when we look at the moral life, you know, like the mistakes we make are our sins. It's the ways that we're imperfect, the ways that we hurt others, the ways we hurt ourselves, the ways we offend God. And what's beautiful about it all is, you know, how we react really can point us on the trajectory. Um, meaning like how we react in sport. Okay. You miss a PK. Are you going to quit soccer and hide? Or are you going to go back and get over it and practice? And maybe I'll miss another one, but you're going to practice and you're going to work hard until, I mean, there's always that flippant occurrence. I feel like with PKs, but you're going to be the best prepared you can, you know? Yeah. And I think about the spiritual life, like we've all sinned, we all sin. And, you know, like you said, we have a redeemer, we have a God who's merciful. I mean, he's also just right. And that's why we, we, do need to confess our sins. We do need to ask for forgiveness. And, you know, if you're Catholic like us, that means going to confession. And I know some people are scared of that. I go every two to four weeks just because like, I need it. It's like a good cleansing. It's like my little spiritual check, you know? Um, but we have a God that's merciful. And I love this story. There's this saint, her name's St. Margaret Mary Alico. She developed the devotion to the sacred heart. If you ever heard that, which is a devotion basically about the importance of Jesus's heart. But, um, you know, she's getting these revelations from God and she asked this priest to be her spiritual director, her spiritual guide. And he said, if I'm supposed to be your spiritual director and you talk to Jesus, I want you to go to Jesus. And I want you to ask him what my last mortal sin was. So St. Margaret says, okay. So she goes to Jesus and Jesus's response was, I forget. And so she goes back to this priest and says that, and he knew that that was really Christ because that's the reality. When we go to confession, like, and make an honest confession, Christ forgets our sins. We're washed clean. Um, and, and that can be on different levels. I mean, we're, we're imperfect as humans, right? But maybe we need to ask for forgiveness from somebody and we can't control their response. Maybe they will hold a grudge, but hopefully like, you know, they'll have mercy in their hearts as well. And we need to, as you were alluding to that shame, maybe most importantly, we need to forgive ourselves a lot of the time for the mistakes and the failures that we've made. Yeah. And we got to let it, let them go and learn from them. Yeah. As you just said that it just, I always feel like the goosebumps, like the Holy goosebumps, <laughs> um, Holy ghost bumps. But I just, it brought like a tear to my heart or to my eyes and into my heart. Cause it's just like those words, like I forget, like we have to, we can learn from our mistakes to not do them again. But if, we are forgiven and we can move forward from this. If mm-hmm. we continue to look in the rearview mirror of all the things that we did wrong, all the mistakes we made on the field, on the court, wherever we're, we're competing, then we're, then we're constantly looking back. We forget to see <laughs> where we're going. Right. And, 
um, just that thought of like, oh, I forget. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm not focusing on that. And so mm-hmm. I think what we focus on expands. And so um, really, you know, to be this, this fierce athlete, this warrior, to be, you know, the best versions of ourselves. And we just, we just keep fighting. We just keep mm-hmm. going. And that as an, as an athlete, um, that's in your nature. And yeah. so, but that's in all aspects of our lives. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And, and God is waiting for us to do that. Right. Mm. Um, and our, our fullest selves in a sense are waiting for that. Like there's so much we need to, yeah, just let go of, just surrender to him and, and, and move forward, you know, mm. um, you know, every week we love Brit. Oh my gosh. I feel like I could talk about that for, for, for hours, yeah, but we're same. just going <laughs> to leave you with those little morsels, bring it, bring it into prayer. Maybe, maybe, um, give some more thought to maybe some of those things you're holding on to, but you know, we, we love to end these things with a little bit of practical and I'm going to give you two today, one for maybe in the moment. And then the, the second for later. So the, the in the moment one, um, we got to learn some mind control, right? When we fail, when we strike out. Um, if our first thought is, wow, I suck. And that quickly, we know our minds, they cycle very, very quickly, very darkly. You know, it's, I suck to, I should quit sport to, I should just hide in a closet the rest of my life. You know, like we do that. Um, I always encourage women I work with and I, and I do this myself to have a statement, a statement rooted in truth, because there actually is a, a presence of evil when you're believing those lies about yourself, but a statement rooted in truth about your true identity. So mine is I am enough. So I make a mistake and before I start spiraling and hating myself and putting my head down, that statement, I'm enough kind of snaps me out of it. And I mean, I wish I did this in sport because I probably would have told a teammate, Hey, you see me hanging my head, like just yell, yell at me, mm. you're enough, you know, but I, I do it in my, in my life with a friend right now. Like if I'm spiraling and I'm talking to her, she'll just be like, I am like, I am, am enough, enough. And by enough, even though sometimes I want to punch her in the face for saying it to me, it like, it diffuses and it's, it's calling me to my true identity because I am enough. And so just picking a statement to counter the, the, I'm a failure with like, no, I'm enough. I'm loved. I got this. Um, the Lord loves me. He forgets, you know, like something like that, pick a statement. Um, and then the other, you know, just kind of came to me as, um, is taking some, doing some deeper spiritual, spiritual work. So maybe it's journaling. I love to journal, but going into prayer, finding a quiet space and just writing out some of those things that you're holding on to those things, mistakes and failures that you still reflect on, whether that's in your sport, whether that's in your life, whether it's things you've done, things you haven't done and um, giving them over to the Lord. If you haven't ask for forgiveness, go to confession or ask for forgiveness. Um, but if you have like, just, just surrendering them and forgiving yourself with those, um, I know that's kind of a deep thing to do, but, but I think it's a step towards healing. Um, so those are my, my practical advices, but, but Brett, how can, um, how can our, our athletes be sharing this with others? Yeah. I mean, let's just say on the field, on the pitch, out on the court, Someone makes a mistake, you see it, maybe they hang their head, like you said, hey, like snap out of it. But for me, I mean, this happened, made a bad pass or, you know, let someone get a one-on-one attack on the goal. 
okay, do the next best thing. Make the next five yard pass. Don't try to be the hero in the next play to make up for the mistakes. Just do the next best thing. (laughs) And that, you know, on the, on the field or in your arena, um, have that in your mind. And if, and if you sometimes find that you, like you said, can go down that dark path, then tell a teammate, Hey, when I do something, I need you to just reaffirm me. I need you to say, Hey, let's just make the next five yard pass. Let's just complete, um, the next play. So I think that's huge. That has helped me. And then in my mind, it's going through those statements. Okay. Next pass, next pass. And Mm -hmm. maybe you need to make five of them. And then you start building that confidence back up. That goes into a whole confidence thing. Um, but even in our spiritual life too, um, off the field, what's the next best thing? Because we can fall. And if we continue to focus on the shame and the mistake and the failure and the sin, then we might continue to go down that. But if we say, Hey, I'm enough. Jesus has forgotten, you know, like do the next best thing. And I think that's going to be really huge in you helping other people. The more you call out and see it in others, I think the more you'll see that it is actually convicting you and, Oh, I got to do the next best thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, thanks everybody for listening. This is just like, we could talk about this for a long time. So please, um, uh, just remember you're more than your mistakes and failures. You are perfectly imperfect. And we would just invite you to continue to use our hashtag. I am more than comment, um, leave us a review. Just let us know how, um, if you want, how this is affecting you. And again, you are always free info at fierceathlete.org to reach out to Britt and I, if you just want to talk through some of the things that you're having trouble reconciling with or getting over, uh, if you just need a, a sister to be with you in that, know that we are here for you and we're praying for you. If this podcast has inspired you, touched you, helped you in any way, uh, we'd ask, would ask that you prayerfully consider um, joining our support team and, and supporting this podcast, uh, fierceathlete.org slash donate. Um, but until next time, know that we are praying for you and uh, yeah. Talk to y'all soon. Play fierce. Pray fierce. Live fierce.